When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Previously on Bigfoot Collectors Club. Well, kids, it's officially summertime. Woo! And that means summer road trips, summer vacations, mm. time at the beach, mm. and of course... Getting on a jet ski and cruising around a lake. Yeah, you got a jet ski. <laughs> you got a jet ski at a lake. Have um, you guys ever jet skied on a lake? Yeah. I haven't. It's the greatest I've thing. done it in the ocean in the, oh, in that's the Florida Keys. Dude. Jet skiing on a lake is like what uh, there was an occasional thrill when I was a kid. We would go down to like Lake of the Ozarks or some weird lake in Missouri or Kansas. And jet Someone ski. would have a jet ski and it would just be the best time ever. Oh That's man, fun. I remember one time being at this lake and the dude I was with, he's like, he's like, they had one jet ski, like, so who wants to go first? He's like, I will. And I was like, oh. And so he jet skied like for like an hour and a half and then he brought it in and we're like, all right guys, well, that's, we're going to go, uh, we got a lunch prepared, so we'll just have to hit this another day. And I was like, oh. my heart like kind of sank and broke into, I was like, motherfucker. You never got to jet no, ski? No, no. The dude took the whole hour and a Who half. What a dude? Jerk. Let's I get know, him. Oh man. Um, you don't know him? No, he's a good friend. I don't oh, okay. blast him out. <laughs> you know what, Bryce? Dude. You know who you are. I'm going to take you jet skiing this That'd summer. Awesome. We're going to figure Yay! it out. We're going to figure it out. BCC jet skiing trip. Yeah, BCC jet ski special. I was it's say, after it this story, you might have a lo- good location to go this jet skiing. It's happening. Okay. We're doing a BCC jet <laughs> ski special. Really, we're going to figure it out. I would really like that. And we're going to do it. <laughs> okay. All right, I promise you. Everyone's holding each other okay. in the studio. It's beautiful. Three years later, deep within the jet ski dimension, Lord Neonis grows impatient. Dude, the summer solstice fast approaches. Where is my BCC jet ski special? Hello? Tate? Lord Neonis? Is anyone home? Whoa, what is this? Bryce O. Johnson? You have deigned to return to the jet ski dimension? But... I have not summoned you, bruh. Yeah, I get tired of waiting around. 
That jet ski special is never going to happen. I missed it here. I missed Tate. I decided to come back before our deal terms were up. That's what's up, Neonis. Oh, and your co-hosts, what did they think about it? I don't know. Why don't you summon them and find out? Totally Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the JSD, because that's what I'm calling it now. Bryce, where have you been? We're trying to plan Wet Hot Alien Summer 3. Well, that's why I had Neonis call you here. Oh, hey, Neonis. Where is my jet ski special, you dweebs? Um... (laughs) About that. Uh, okay. See, Omicron is still a thing, and then there are yeah, sub-variants. and also I didn't really want to edit a music video. Silence! <laughs> we had a deal, you little twerps. If you don't deliver the jet ski special to me by summer solstice, or as the Swedes refer to it, Midsommar, all three of you will be trapped in the jet ski dimension forever, dudes. And time is soon up, TikTok. Fine by me. What? Yeah, what? Michael. Riley. It's time for the BCC to end. What? Bryce, you can't be serious. Look, we had a good run, but I'm tired of living in the real world. We discovered a parallel dimension, boys, populated by jet ski people. We can retire. And I want to do it in style, here in the JSD, alongside my ultimate paramour, Tate, the jet ski mermaid princess. I love you, Tate. Wait, what, what's her agency in all this? Does she actually want to be with you? Or? Good point, Riley. Look, we owe the BCC Jet Ski Special to Lord Neonis and all of our listeners who gave us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Those do really help get the show to a wider audience. Can we just record one more episode, Bryce? For the Club Scouts of all timelines? Do I have to ride a jet ski naked? No. uh, We didn't exactly reach our goal of 2,000 Patreon subscribers. Uh, In fact, we lost about 50. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Will I have to do homework? Michael? If kicking off the summer by having fun doing donuts with your best buds on a beautiful body of natural water is homework, then yeah, you have to do lots of homework. Mm, Okay. What do you say? One last ride? Bryce Johnson? If I don't get a jet ski special pronto, you don't get to see my daughter Tate for eternity. What? Again, Neonis, I I feel like she should get a say in this. Well, I guess that seals it then. Okay, boys, let's make a jet ski special. But that's it. After that, we're retired. Deal. Neonis, a portal to Shaver Lake, California, please. Oh, and toss in a couple of your finest jet skis. As you wish. Make it a bodacious special, boys. One sec. Let me grab my Elvis shades. I'll be right there. Uh, Michael, are we seriously considering ending the podcast? No, no way. This is just a well-constructed ploy to prove that making the Bigfoot Collectors Club is more fun than living in a dimension where everyone is part mermaid, part jet ski. Trust me, once we record the BCC Jet Ski special, Bryce will never want to retire. Sounds like as good of a narrative through line as we're ever going to get. Lead the way. All right, I'm ready, boys. Let's get on these jet skis and head on to Shaver Lake, California. <laughs> Tiddly
Kowalski Special with Bryce, Michael, and Riley. I know a wave runner or sea dude. <laughs> Let's jet ski. Folks, drop your stockings, lift your hats, and uh, hold on to your girdles, because I got something fresh for you here. You know them, you love them, you love their strangeness, and their sweet, sweet country sound. It's BJ and the Shadow Bats, right here for you, right now.
Welcome, finally, to the BCC Jet Ski Special, recorded on location at the beautiful Bray Cabin in Shaver Lake, California. We're here! We are here! Finally, we've made it! <laughs> finally. We've been doing the show for four and a half years. 134 episodes later. <laughs> we did it. We did it! We did, we did it. it. Well, I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is... Bryce Johnson. And our super producer, Riley Bray. And I guess if you're a new listener, uh, <laughs> checking out Bigfoot Collectors Club for the first time. Thank you and goodbye. Yeah, yeah. goodbye. Uh, you may not know what the hell uh, is going on. This is typically the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. But uh, back in BCC 70, we came up with a concept of doing a... A jet ski special because we were talking with Lauren Adams about Lake Champlain, the champy, the monster. And Bryce, you said that you'd never ridden a jet ski. Right. Yeah. Which, well, I said I, I got my time on a jet ski. The allotted time I was supposed to have was taken from, from me. By a bathroom break? No, no, no. By, no, a, by no. a jet ski hog. No. By, well, I guess, yeah, by a jet ski hog. And then... And then just as time would have it, it, you know, we had to move on to other stuff. And I totally didn't get to ride that beautiful jet ski. And you promised him. I did. Yeah. (laughs) I did make that promise. (laughs) Yeah. Make it right. Then a pandemic hit. Look at you coming through on your promises. And look, let's talk about why this took so long. One, (laughs) sometimes the show is hurting cats. Two, (laughs) the pandemic hit. Right. So then we decided last summer, well, we were going to raise, you know, we were going to get five, wait, 1,000 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts from the listeners, which you guys... Came through on did that. Yep. You guys did amazing. It, right? mm-hmm. Did that last summer. That was awesome. We of course want to do that to get the show to more listeners. And then we had announced and planned to do this last fall. Right. And I went started to book the jet skis. Started to look at. Guess what? Because of drought and pandemic, every lake within like a seven hour radius around L.A. was closed already for the season. <laughs> yep. And then we were going to take another crack at it, and there was a forest fire. There was a forest fire the yeah. second time, yeah. and then we found out that the person who had jet skis that were going to be our hookup sold, sold the jet them. skis. That was the third attempt. <laughs> so, <laughs> obstacles. Finally. Yeah, obstacles. yeah we persevere. We, we yeah. were like, That's how dreams happen. Yeah, 2022 is a year of fulfillment. Yep. I was like, boys, we're doing it. The stars aligned. We made it happen, and here we all are. We've got jet skis to ride later in the special. Bryce is finally going to get. What if? What if? What if we hog the jet skis? skis That's not happening. (laughs) I'm starting on those motherfucking jet skis, right? I mean, that's only that's the Uh, only that's only fair. Yeah, that's fair. And to clarify. Bryce will not be naked on a jet ski because that was contingent only if we got 2,000 Patreon Damn, followers. I would have done it, too. As we explained in our prologue. Yeah. We'd do a lot I'm glad for, I don't have to, Patreon though. Subscribers, yeah. I'll tell I mean, you. Maybe we'll show a little butt. I don't know. <laughs> a little cheap. What are you pipping me out? <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do is we're going to we're gonna take some footage of the jet ski. We don't know how polished this will be, but we will put it up in a, on our YouTube. Mm-hmm. We'll have a link to that. Um, in our usually our YouTube's kind of reserved for stuff that we throw up on the Patreon, but we'll make 
a video for everyone available to watch Bryce on a jet ski and watch us do some jet ski stuff. Um, and then what else? I guess, you know, maybe we'll put some exclusive stuff on the Patreon. I don't know, guys. Yeah. We're making this up. We're as here we go to along. have camp yeah. content. <laughs> yeah. it's, we're, we're up at. Uh, Shaver and and we're here to have fun and just and just be together and ride jet skis. That's right. That's kind of a company retreat. It is. It really is. This is a conference. Everything that we buy on this trip is a business expense. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Patreons. Thank you. All right. Well, I thought we would get started. Let's kick things off with a little. CC Jet Ski News! Jet Ski style! <laughs> Literally the words are in front of him, folks, and he still blew it. That's jazz, baby. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I did some Jet Ski News digging. I've got a current story and one that's a little dated, but I thought were kind of fun. First up, um, guys, did you know that they're inventing what should be considered the UFO of jet skis? <laughs> what not? They're, they're developing one badass jet ski. This comes from therobreport.com, what? a website <laughs> I never Please frequent. tell me it's a military jet ski. <laughs> the Rob Report is like a magazine for rich people, right? Yes. Yeah, it's like yeah. a billionaire's toy yeah. magazine. And you're going to find out why. <laughs> so uh, this is the this is from a man named Michael Verdon, who sounds like a billionaire himself. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, this new electric hyperjet promises to be the world's fastest and most expensive expensive jet ski <laughs> oh thank goodness so this is to be a jet ski this is to a jet ski what a hypercar is to a car said its designer sculpted in carbon fiber the supermarine mm01 has a 75 miles per hour top end now i'm gonna put a photo of this thing in our instagram boys you can see a picture Whoa. of it right it really is a ufo yeah. so listen to the specs on this thing. damn there seems to be something going on in the jet ski world something very luxurious fast and sexy no they're not talking about the BCC jet ski special. They're talking about the Supermarine MM01, which looks like a cross between an amphibious vehicle imagined for Star Wars and a conventional jet ski. Yep. It will be built in France by Bouvet Flavres Marine in a limited edition series of 30. 15 in a mother of pearl exterior. Ooh, I want the mother of pearl. <laughs> and 15 in black. I really build both, your really. jet skis. Mother in mother of pearl. Guys, jet skis in black. Blick. There you go. Yeah. Next, Blick. next maze theme. The uh, the company is calling it the world's first hyperjet. Expected to come to market in early 2024, the MM01 will be powered by an electric motor that generates 220 kilowatts or 300 horsepower to give it a rip-roaring top end of 75 miles per hour. Jesus. Brothers Germain and Leopold Bouvet have collaborated on designing cars and other land vehicles, and during the development of their first watercraft, they consulted with an aerospace with aerospace engineers on creating a precise aeronautic design. But they also employed old-school techniques. The first MM01 model was shaped from a large block of clay to get the precise curves and lines. <laughs> the so f- sensual. Yeah, yeah right? Man, that's how you design a car, man. Work with clay. You mold that shit. Mold that shit, dude. The final hand-built exteriors will be made with a carbon Kevlar layup, a strong, stiff material that Jermaine says is designed like a spine to which the other components are grafted. Mm. So this thing sounds like aliens uh, created this. It's like a jet ski... Human, it's sort of like what Tate and Neonis are. I yeah, think this jet is ski like human the, hybrid, right yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah. 
The company says it's putting creativity over profitability. Sure. <laughs> and its design and production. It will take over 500 man hours to build each hyperjet, hence the need for an expensive limited edition. With its fast speed, get, get, get ready for this. The design includes an aerodynamic front end that moves back to envelop the driver rather than leaving legs and torsos exposed to waves and spray. I Love that. that. Very G.I. Joe. But there are luxury... T- Did you say you hate that? Oh, uh, I hate when my legs get sprayed. Yes. Oh, yeah. When I'm on a, w- a wind jet. Well, but you might want them sprayed with a little bit of another kind of liquid because there are luxury touches as well. The storage trunk is lined with leather and a champagne holder is located under the saddle for enjoying a little bubbly. A little bubbly after landing on that empty tropical (laughs) island. Beauvais Frère Marine doesn't see the MMO1 competing against other personal watercraft. This is the jet ski to what a hypercar is to a car, Jermaine uh, told Rob Report. We are part of a radically different segment without seeking to compete with the existing market, whether in terms of supply or volume. Testing begins this spring. Wow. Apologies to our but, French listeners. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> um, what do you guys think? Oh, that's great. I think we we got to get that Patreon numbers up. You know, we I gotta do get, too. We yeah, got to get one of these Desert bad boys. Guys. on a desert island, fret not. <laughs> Open up the saddle and there you will see the nice bubbly for your time on Marooned on an Island. I love that um, this uh, this special, this modern special has a Robin Leach reference in it. <laughs> well, they're on brand with what we're doing man jet skis are back in the news i mean it's pretty badass looking i like that they said there's stuff going on in the jet ski world guys we are um part of that world yeah we're cutting edge um okay uh i have another bit of news here that is taking a long time to load oh wow here we go we got it this is from um a uh, from last September, so not super timely, but mysterious nonetheless. Okay, mystery jet ski drifts ashore on wild coast. Ooh. This is from uh, what part of the country? I think it's uh, it says South Africa on the list. Oh, it's South Africa. That's right. Zianda Zweni. Ghost ships are the stuff of storybooks and legends, but very few have a tale to tell about a ghost jet ski. A fucking goat jet ski? A, a goat jet ski? Let, uh, let me get those words out. <laughs> a ghost jet ski? Really? George Snoddy and his family do, though, from their visit to Manteku Beach between Port St. John's and Luski Kiski on Sunday. The family, who were on a weekend getaway to the wild coast, were enjoying the beach when they suddenly noticed the empty, rustic yellow jet ski close to shore. Now, that's haunting. Imagine yeah. walking down a beach and you just see a like barnacle and covered yeah. yellow jet ski just yeah. sitting there. I you love know, that. You know what I'm thinking when I see it immediately? Smokers. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the deacon. <laughs> the deacon. Cue the stone plane coming over the... Uh, Snotty, who is from uh, Amazon... Uh, oh, sorry, excuse me. Amazon Toddy said they at first had no idea what the object was. As it got closer, we saw that it was a jet ski. We watched it drift from the mid-break. It was our first time seeing such a thing. I would be. It would be interesting to know who it belongs to, Snotty told told the dispatch on Tuesday. The serial number was not there, but it is made by Yamaha, he said. 
Snotty said the barnacles had made a home on the vessel that had been in the sea so long. It's such a mystery. We would like to know more. Nobody knew where it came from. <laughs> Another person to watch the jet ski make, because I love that people are just standing around, <laughs> just looking at an abandoned jet ski. Uh, make its way to shore was Matt Botha. He said there was no way to even tell what model it was because of all the barnacles. Locals got excited and rushed to the beach to pull it out. It is just old. It's like it's been at sea for a very long time, he said. <laughs> Botha said the jet ski remained on the beach. This is not a ghost jet ski. This is literally a physical jet ski. It's like a ghost ship. It's, a ghost it's, an, ship. it's an abandoned jet ski. No. Yeah. It's a ghost ship. It's like no, a ship that a ghost ship is a sword. phantom ship. Uh, no, no, like, no. It's a thing. It's, it's like, like a ghost town. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's just uh, somebody just fell off a jet ski and died. That's what this, <laughs> that's what happened here. Yeah, <laughs> National Sea <laughs> Rescue in <laughs> Institute spokesperson Craig Lambanon said after observing the pictures, it was probable the jet ski had been in the water for six months to a year or even longer. There are no reports of any missing persons that may be related to this, and there are no reports or knowledge of what of anyone losing a jet ski. We will put out some feelers to see if anyone knows. I would love to see a flyer up for missing jet ski. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, do not chase. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Very shy. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, Fazil Badla lifeguard estimated it had probably been at sea for about 18 months. And Simon Bosman wrote, maybe this person was lost at sea. Hope it's not a sad ending. And on that note, that concludes mm. BCC Jet Ski News. That's great. Nailed it. All right, guys. Well, I thought that we would move on from BCC Jet Ski News into the realm of personal watercraft history. Oh. I want to know what your guys' uh, lake memories are, ocean memories are. Obviously, we got a SoCal boy. Yeah. we got two landlubbers here yeah. that grew up landlocked. Uh, but as I stated in the conversation that originally kicked us off three years ago, um, I used to go down occasionally to like lakes in Kansas and zoom around on jet skis and sea-doos and wave runners and have a good time. What are your personal watercraft memories mm. man well you know i remember so my great friend johnny hawks who introduced me to my wife he's canadian and he has a, a cabin up at uh Shushwap lake which is in which is in canada so i, I hope johnny hawks has a cabin <coughs> it sounds like a guy should have a cabin oh yeah, he definitely. definitely has a cabin yeah. canadians in cabin life is like a whole thing it's like it's like in their blood anyway uh i have the fondest memories and there was like uh, I remember we had to rent this boat because it was on a lake and, and there, and it had a tape deck and there was one tape in stuck in there and you couldn't get it out. That's the best. And it was meatloaf bat out of hell. <laughs> That's <laughs> even better. And it was just like almost the perfect lake music. It was yeah. like, who, this is the tape to get stuck in, in a, in a, <laughs> It was almost like it was whatever. destined to get stuck. Uh -huh. Yeah, but I remember we used to boat over to. They had this little bar across the lake with a pool table, and and we would just boat over there. It was so fabulous. I do recall we did rent a jet ski. Now this is going to be so what? funny. Yes, yes, yes. This is so funny because this is heresy. This is BCC no, 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 Cannon. No, no, no. You're going to love this. Con we were Cannon? talking about this on the way up. Don was busting my chops, so she was like, "So wait, you're going to a cabin." Uh, because 
people think you've never ridden on a jet ski. I was like, I think that's how it got started. She's like, but you rode on a jet ski with Johnny. Remember when you guys lost the key in the middle of the lake? And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, that's right. Oh that's right. Yeah, we rented a jet ski, and one of us fell off. Yeah, I think he was showing off, and our key to the jet ski fell in the lake. <laughs> and I remember he had a new neighbor that moved in, and he was cutting down some trees, and they were a little, like, upset with him because he was kind of clearing a few because he wanted a view to the lake right yeah but when and the, we were like waving it at don and uh, his girlfriend jody at the time and they would were like help help and they would wave back <laughs> and they're like hi. hi all they could see was us waving we were <laughs> yeah. like oh no so we're just like floating adrift for like what seemed like hours until finally the neighbor cruises up on like some little uh boat with an outboard he's like what's going on and we're like we lost our key he's like we'll find it and he starts cruising around in this lake and guess what he fucking finds the no key did it have a little floaty on it, it? had a little floaty but still the lake was float. choppy and Man, it was like looking for a needle in a haystack. Guys, I mean, you got to have looking, a little floaty. Got to have that little floaty. That's a good but neighbor. That was a great neighbor. And what a way to like introduce yourself like cabin neighbors. Like, dude, we'll help you find your lost jet ski uh, jet ski key. So how was it? How was it being on the jet ski other than the royal mistake you guys Oh, it made? was amazing. It was amazing. Except I think I got denied jet ski time on that too because I was riding in back of him. I was like... Like, oh, his, like, bitch, like biker bitch. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I don't even know if I ever have ridden a jet ski looking like, back. So you'd like driven one. <clears throat> yeah. Driven one. Well, guess what, baby? Tomorrow's the Tomorrow's day. Tomorrow's a big day. Today's, today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. Anyway, that's my watercraft lake story. Speaking of lakes, I have to say uh, what the listeners can't possibly comprehend is that we are sitting recording this mere feet from shaver lake like uh, we mm-hmm. have a panoramic view of one of the most beautiful bodies of water i've certainly seen in a long time mm-hmm. um this is really something special up here riley uh this has been in your family for generations yeah yeah my uh grandparents built this cabin in 1968 for wow. an obscenely low amount of money thanks boomers wow. um <laughs> But yeah, um, I, we're gonna build this cabin and then we're gonna ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, my I mean, my mom and her brothers like basically grew up here, and then I also basically grew up here. So this is uh, you know, my parents moved a lot when I was growing up, so this was kind of like always like the consistent thing. Man, so Shaver like really feels like home to me in a lot of ways. What was it like coming out here as a kid? I mean, incredible, like truly, like mad, magical. Like my mom likes to say the, the phrase "shaver magic," oh, which is like kind of corny but very cool. true. And we it's need like, shirts that say "shaver magic" on them. Oh yeah, yeah. Sh- yeah. Someone, I'm sure we can make. <laughs> Sounds that. like a new sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, yeah can we get sponsored by the Shaver Lake Chamber of Commerce, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's just you know coming up here and. Um, I also I learned to ski and snowboard up here too because there's a little there's a little hill and it snows a lot in the winters Man. and there's a little town that hasn't changed much since uh, since it started and you know the stars up here are unbelievable like there's very little I, can't I hope there's a, some partial cloud cover over here tonight so yeah. I'm hoping hope we get a clear we have night. a clear night sky because yeah. that's clear. that's what I'm waiting for yeah but my personal watercraft <laughs> history here I would say is extensive wow. like uh, a lot of jet skiing. I noticed a 
dock down there. There is a dock. Wow. With a couple watercrafts yeah. waiting down there. What do you got down there? Oh, my, my privilege is showing. Uh, we have a pontoon boat, we have a speed boat, and we have a tiny sailboat. Yeah. There's, there's also a uh, a canoe. I'll take the speedboat, Michael. You get in the pontoon. Uh, the pontoon's the, my no, speed. The little, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah well, you guys see it was a pontoon. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I come tra- from Louisiana people. Okay? Yeah, exactly. That's the French side of my family or down from the bayou, so I'll fuck up a pontoon. Yeah, and I'll just be trailing in the canoe. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, pontoon symbiosis. Like, all I have to do is touch a pontoon, and it just starts moving. You know, it just reads my mind. Wow. Thank you so much for inviting us up here and including in us in the shaver magic man this place is cool yeah i've been trying to get you guys up here for years we finally know finally did it it's pretty great um i will say that when we pulled in bryce and i wrote up today and if you guys are patreon members and you listen to our uh top 10 most ferociously fun bigfoot horror film uh year-long thing that we did last year oh that was so great the setting of this looks like the setting to every bigfoot horror movie that we watched like I said to Bryce, I hope that Bigfoot attacks the cabin tonight. God, what a dream that would be. And, yeah, Bryce said, God, I hope so. Oh, he looked man. off he looked off into the trees and his eyes like got, mm-hmm. you know, wistful. Yeah. I know. Yeah, maybe in the future, man, there's something in store for here. I think there's some Bigfoot activity around here. It'd be it's great like, to like look around and do a little nighttime investigation. We should here. come back and do that because it is known a Bigfoot. Uh, country yeah. the locals talk about it there's some bigfoot murals in town yes um it's uh it's, there's people people talk about sightings you can you can hike deep into the woods around here that it's woods for miles it right? looks like bigfoot country i yeah. mean absolutely man well we'll have to do, do that you know have do you remember i mean i'm not putting you on the spot if you don't that's fine but like do you remember any secondhand bigfoot stories other than just like yeah people talk about him there's this one my uh my uncle's like friend that they grew up with is kind of like this like stony kind of dude and like i was a kid and he would talk about aliens and bigfoot oh like quite extensively really it was the first adult that talked to me that was like oh yeah no that's all real <laughs> the first BCC boy. Yeah. I just got a vision of every child that interacts with basically one of us. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all that is. Exactly. Making <laughs> little that, You know that stuff's real. They're out there, son. And there are stories that connect Bigfoot to UFOs, so you're not wrong. Exactly. We have become <laughs> that stony uncle's friend at this point. Yeah, we really are. I mean, I am an uncle, yeah. and I am a friend. So. And you have told them that, uh, that aliens do connect to Bigfoot, yeah. so you're there. But that really, that planted the seed. That's a big part of the reason that the three of us are sitting here right now. Oh my God! So what did he say? He he just he would tell me about you know his his theories on uh, you know the whole like alien human hybrid thing. Oh yeah, that's he, popular. Yeah. Oh, he was like he was deep. Full, fully into it. Mm. Yeah, and he would also talk about that you know like you know out in that woods like Bigfoot's real. Yeah, you know? and I, I I think I love that. I think he probably was the first person to ever tell me about the Patterson Gimlin film. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, we're not like. You know the back, yeah. I think he was just like you know there's there's a clip of it from the 60s and like yeah. he's just like um that's you know great. but he was I like this that. typical like long hair let's yeah. get this guy on the show is he yeah. here can we get him here before the end of the special <laughs> <laughs> maybe if we could we get... find out he's oh living in the place above the garage yeah, here. Turns out he's a... actually neonis <laughs> 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 a bigfoot yeah. beacon over the lake yeah. I got your call. <laughs> Yeah, I was landlocked growing up, so my, you know, it was a one, it was like once in a blue moon treat to go down to a lake 
or a place. And obviously, I went. I didn't go, ever go to the ocean growing up, mm. except for maybe once. So, I do. Anytime we got our hands on jet skis, it was like we struck gold. Like I couldn't believe that I actually had a family that would do something that yeah, fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Because typically, our family didn't do that kind of fun stuff. We were more like. All right, let's take a road trip through a Civil War battlefield on the way to Disneyland. <laughs> is, on the way to Disney World, you know, it's like, can we just guys? Get this to, is the largest cucumber in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. My dad was like one of those who'd be like, I remember we were driving through Western Kansas one time. He's like, now on the way down to Santa Fe, we're gonna stop by the largest groundhog in the world, and I was so huh, excited. Mike? Huh? I was just so groundhog. You excited, buddy? <sighs> no. Honestly, I was because I thought I was going to see a big fat groundhog the size of like a bulldog. And we got there and it was some tourist trap where it was a big metal sculpture. And I had drawn pictures of this thing. I literally drew pictures of me petting the world's largest groundhog. I was so excited. And it was just some piece of shit standing in like a crappy... Um, parking oh. lot, and and I, and my dad thought it was like the funniest thing ever, and my sister and I were pissed. This is a deep disappointment on your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like oh, that's man. really when I started to lose faith. Yeah, I want you to meet a big groundhog now, yeah. Michael. Next summer, I promise you, I'm gonna introduce you to a huge <laughs> groundhog. Don't make promises. Groundhog special. Here we go again. Seven years later, still no groundhog. My faith is shattered beyond belief. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, yeah. we uh, reached out to some past guests on the show, and we asked them to share some of their personal watercraft memories. So why don't we take a listen to some of these messages we got from some of your favorite BCC guests from the past few years. Let's do it. Hello, this is Marcy Jaro from A Funny Feeling Podcast with Betsy Sidaro. I wanted to share one of my favorite watercraft memories. Now, probably like 14 years ago, I went on a cruise to Bermuda. That's right, on an actual cruise ship. That is not the part I enjoyed because I got very seasick and it was bad. But one night we went out on the island and because it's a smaller island, you stay in port a little longer. So we weren't leaving port until 5 a.m. So we went out. We're at a bar, me and my girlfriends. And we run into the guys who ran the catamaran tour we had just gone on earlier that day when we went snorkeling. And as the bar was closing, they asked us to go on their catamaran. And we were like, yes, you always say yes to a free boat ride. That is how you become a Dateline episode. So we get on the catamaran, and it's beautiful. The sky is filled with stars. We're out in the middle of some bay or whatever. And there was a Quebecian man who kept trying to kiss me. Um, but I was able to roll on the <laughs> rope net away. It was fine. But then all of a sudden we hear, hah, hah. our cruise ship was leaving. That is the whistle that you have like 15 minutes to get on the ship. So these guys in the catamaran are like, we know a shortcut because we were kind of far away and would have had to like get to the dock. So anyway, they get us to the dock in time and we are running to the ship to make it back 
in time so we aren't left at this port in Bermuda. But it was really fun and I love it. Again, always say yes to a boat ride, even if it leads to danger. Goodbye. Favorite watercraft memory. Welp. You know, I was just in Hawaii. I'm not big on water, but I did go canoeing and on the ocean in Hawaii. And we saw a sea turtle and we hit the sea turtle with our canoe. Like truly heard a bonk and all. She was okay. She swam in. She swam at us. So it's her fault. But she was okay. And she was adorable. Uh, yep. That's it. Bye. Hi, Bigfoot Collectors Club. This is Leah Fisher, author of the kids' adventure novel, The Cryptid Catcher. And my favorite watercraft memory probably comes from when I was in college. Uh, My best friend, Selena, and her parents were going to go sailing uh, around the Keys of Belize, and they invited me to come. And shortly before the trip, her father mailed me a book uh, that was a book on how to sail. And I was like, oh, that's nice that he sent me a book on how to sail a boat. You know, and I just kind of looked at it and didn't read it because it's a book on how to sail a boat. And I had better things to do when I was in college. And so finally the day comes and it's just the four of us, me, my friend and her parents. And we have this sailboat all to ourselves for like the next five days. And about 10 minutes into launching off into the ocean, uh, my friend's father looks at me and he goes, hey, Leah, can you trim the mainsail? And I, I just kind of looked at him and he looks at me and he goes, you didn't read the book, did you? And I was like, did you actually expect me to read a book on how to sail a boat and then know how to sail a boat? And he goes, that's exactly right. It's only the four of us on this boat and we need to know how to sail this boat. And I was like, what? Come on. You don't know how to sail a boat by reading a book. But fortunately, he knew how to sail the boat and very patiently taught me how to sail the boat. And so by the end of the day, and certainly by the end of the week, I knew how to sail that boat. And it was very fun. Thanks so much, everybody. Hi, everybody. This is Adele Levine here. Thank you so much to the BCC boys for inviting me to do this and for having me on your podcast. All the times you've had, it's always been a great time, and I love your audience. I always get great feedback, and here's my story. So I was thinking of the different stories. Of course, I'm a California girl, so of course I love the beach. I grew up going to the beach my whole life, and I have so many beach stories, but of course I'm going to pick the one that has a little paranormal spice on it. So... I always go to the beach every summer and even non-summers, but there's a particular beach I discovered about seven or eight years ago in a particular spot that um, I love, and there's a house there. And in that house, I'd always see, I would look through the window, I was drawn to this house. So this house, they have events and things like that, so it would always be closed. And there was these pictures on the wall, but I was always drawn to this house. I would see spirits, and whoever I was with, I would say, I see these spirits, like, beckon me through the windows, like, come on in, come on in. And I know it sounds creepy, but for me, I was like, 
hey, yeah, okay, fam, I'll come on in. But it was always closed. Well, I finally made it when it was open. And when it was open, there was a curator. Is that what it's called? Where she, like, took you around and told you about the house. I told her I was a medium and my experience, and she completely couldn't care less. So (laughs) anyway, I, um, you know, let her tell me about the house and she's telling me about, you know, what would happen and the parties that were thrown and, or the things that were done. And it was very similar to what I saw, although I was thinking maybe it's because I saw pictures that look like that old school party type masks and stuff, but it was something more to this that I felt drawn there. So she tells me that the Rutherford family, is that right? Did I get that right? Was actually, um, you know, connected to this house. And I thought that was interesting. And she, you know, finishes the tour and I just still can see all these spirits. But I could tell you, it was like when there's a smile on the face, but there's something behind it. Now, I'm not sure if this happened to me before I saw the house or after, but I think it might have happened um, before. I'm just not positive. I might have told the story in the BCC, but I'm not sure. But I had a notepad back before iPads were invented. It was a piece of crap. And one day for 15 minutes, it started clicking and opening up links on its own. I just watched it on its own just moving and opening. Maybe someone hacked it, but those things were so terrible. I can't imagine they did. And when I would click away, it kept clicking to the same thing. Back when I really cared about Facebook, it was my Facebook profile and it was clicking on an article about the Rutherford family and their connection to aliens. So it kept wanting me to look at that. So I was like, hmm, And that was an interesting experience. So my beach and water experience, I was drawn to this house because nothing can ever be normal in my life. And that connection to the family, because that was a big part of this house. And that happening to me on my crappy notepad. And there's my story. So thank you guys so much and have a great summer and love to you all and to the boys. See you soon. Hey, BCC boys, W. Dave Keith from the Taco of the Town podcast here. Congrats on finally releasing the Jet Ski Special. You know, on my podcast, Taco of the Town, I've always had the dream of recording an episode on a boat, eating tacos, and then with taco in hand, jumping from the boat onto a jet ski, and then riding that jet ski while simultaneously munching on a taco. So I am living vicariously through you today. You know, a special aquatic memory I have from my youth is once in my early teens on a Colorado family vacation, I got stuck out on a lake in a pedal boat that wouldn't stop spinning, and they had to send a guy out in a special boat to save me and bring me in to get the pedal boat to stop spinning. And then uh, while they were bringing me in, everyone was uh, standing on the shore of the lake laughing at me. So, uh, haven't been on a pedal boat since. I suspect that a ghost pedal boater was behind it and ghostly controlling my pedal boat. I know you guys would agree with me that that was the case. And it has nothing to do with me not paying attention to the instructions of how to 
operate the pedal boat. Well, anyway, taco to you later, boys. Burl Mosley here. Uh, favorite watercraft moment or special moment. Um, I remember the first time I went uh, water skiing. I'd never been water skiing before. Um, I went to uh, uh, a friend's parents had had a house on a lake. And uh, I think they, they either had a boat or we rented a boat. But anyways, uh, one of our other friends had gotten up on his first try water skiing, um, I think uh, a few years prior. And her dad literally like never stopped talking about it. And so I was like, well, I'm going to be the one to get up on the water skis. Right. I was like, I'm going to do it on my first try. So uh, I've never water skied before. But uh, I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. So we get in the water. Um, everybody's in the boat. Uh, this guy that, you know, got up on his first try and, you know, his name is Legend. Uh, he's watching me. And uh, the pressure's on. So the boat starts up. I got my skis in the water. I had been, like, briefed on the mechanics of it. You know, I was supposed to keep your butt low or something and your legs bent. Um, so the boat starts to take off. And slowly but surely, I start to rise, start to get a little higher. And then I feel like, you know, the boat's kind of pulling me and I'm kind of like staying on top of it. And the next thing I know, I'm water skiing. I did it. I got up on the first try and I could feel like the heat from that guy's eyes. He's like, oh, no, like you got up on your first try, too. And I was like, yeah, I did it, boy. Um, yeah, so that was a, a, a very wonderful uh, watercraft moment. And then, you know, of course, for the rest of the summer, um, my friend's dad was like, you know, she's got two friends, two friends who got up on their first try. And I was like, yeah, buddy, you got company now. <laughs> All right. Peace. Hello, BCC boys. This is Mystic Dylan. I hope you are all having a wonderful, magical day. And I would say that my favorite watercraft memory has to be being on a boat in the middle of the bayou on St. John's Eve with Bloody Mary while she is singing hymns, conjuring magic, as well as uh, singing with bullfrogs. It was pretty magical. Um, she would start singing and the bullfrogs would sing with her. And then she would tell them to stop and they would stop. And then all of a sudden she starts chanting. And I kid you not, about six gators uh, started peering up from under the water. Their eyes were reflecting in the lights of the boat. Um, it was dusk at this point, so it was pretty magical. They all kind of kept swimming near us. Uh, but they were totally chill. It was a wonderful, magical experience. And uh, like I said, there is something pretty awesome about seeing uh, the light reflecting off their eyes and just seeing these like gators uh, just chilling in the water, um, as well as the fact that uh, the wonderful Bloody Mary voodoo queen was um, accompanied by a chorus of bullfrogs. Anyway, that is my little story. I hope you are having a great day. Thank you. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody who sent in a message. That, that was, was great. Very fun. That was great, guys. Hey, don't forget, jet skis are happening today. <laughs> They're happening today. <laughs> today. Today's the day. All right, guys. Uh, moving right along. It's time for 
a little ad break, and then we'll be right back. The BCC Jet Ski Special. Is it everything you wished for and and more? more? Yes. Um, Well, you know what, guys? It's time. Let's get on some jet skis and go have some fun. Shut up. Like right now? Let's go. Right now, Bryce. Oh, let me go get changed. Hold on. All right, let's go. Oh, by the way, uh, I should tell our listeners, I bought Hawaiian uh, Tropical Print Baby Yoda Swim Trunks. Those rock. All right, let's go get changed. Let's go get on some jet skis. Get on some jet skis. Let's go get on some jet skis. It's the BCC Jet Ski Special! We're rolling audio. <laughs> Michael, tell me about your first jet ski experience. It was pretty great. Took me a minute to get my sea legs. The first second, first couple minutes, I was like... I hate this. (laughs) I felt like I had too much power and too much responsibility. But then the lake started to speak to me, and I spoke back. And the next thing I knew, we were making love out there. Shaver Lake and Old McMills. It was great. The water's very cold. I'm still catching my breath after jumping in for a second. But how do we look out there? Like studs. Pretty amateur hour, huh? No, you guys were jet ski studs. <laughs> However, as soon as you guys started, I was like, the whole plan just immediately went out the window, and you guys just had shit eating grins on your face, and you were like, woo, jet ski! I'll tell you what, I don't trust that Bryce O. Johnson trailing me on a jet ski. He's getting too close. All right, maybe we'll put him in the lead position. <laughs> I also felt like I was like camp dad, because Bryce is like, get, give, me, give me riding side saddle. Get, get this, look at this, look at this, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, why don't you tell us about uh, your uh, your your experience? I was born born to ride a jet ski. It's you like do a, look good out there. It's like a second skin for me. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. It got was, better. Uh, I was really worried at first. I was like, "Oh uh, no, I'm going to crash this. I'm not oh, built for yeah, this." Yeah, parking those are tough. Yeah, parking on water is difficult, huh? Yeah, that's really difficult. I, I, I went in. I Bryce dipped in. a little spill parking in the jet yeah. ski. And now I got my jet ski muddy, which, which I'm not happy about. <laughs> I double tied a knot. I don't think that's proper sailor's knots. So I'm really. <laughs> I like that you guys came back and tied them off to the handlebars. That was an interesting <laughs> choice. That's how they had it at the dock. Is it really? Yeah, they had it around the handlebar. That's fucking crazy. All right, well, guess I'll tell you what. color me wrong then. The guys who rented this, uh, rented us these jet skis. Everyone working on that marina is like a, a is like a, a jaded teen. Like oh, they did yeah. not give a shit about us, <laughs> and they could, they didn't care that we had a ticking clock and only had the jet skis for two hours. They were like, they were like Shaver Lake, your balls. <laughs> yeah, buddy, uh, your time started a half hour ago. Let's go through this safety check. It should only run you forty minutes. No, just let us go. You guys were you guys were uh, making me worried with my safety check when we first started filming. I was doing those close passes. Oh, you bleeding, huh? Oh, I got a little cut. There. Oh, look at yeah. that! Look at that! Tell us about what, wow. Tell us about your injury, yeah, Bryce. I got a little. 
little cut there on the Where'd big toe. What did you cut on? Right there, trying to oh, prevent shit. myself from going over, but... Wait, you cut over. yourself on the jet ski? I don't know what the fuck I cut myself on. Oh well, you know, a little blood, a little sport, a little water. It's all part of the plan for today. You guys feel like you're ready to get back out there? Yeah, I'm ready to get back out there. Definitely ready to get back out there. All right, let's do this. Go ahead and head out over there. So boys, we just dropped off the jet skis. Tell me how you're feeling. I feel like we came out, we did what we said we were gonna do. We gave 110%, we rented the jet skis, we got on them, we jet skied. We just, we never gave up hope and, and, we, and we pulled out a W. I wanna thank Neonis for giving us calm waters today to which we could caress our sweet jet skis across its glimmering surface. Thank you, Neonis. Shout out to uh, Tate the Mermaid, who I have no emotional attachment to. Uh, but I just wanted to say uh, to the jet ski dimension, thank you for the gift of the jet skis, and uh, we just had a great time. Tate, you're awesome. I love you. Uh, your outfits are great. Keep up the great work. Any advice you would give to young, aspiring jet skiists? Don't ask Bryce Johnson to follow you because you'll get too close. Listen, you know, parking these things can be tough, but you just got to power through it and and find your way. And ultimately, I, me and the jet ski became one, and that was what I was after today. So I left a little part of that jet ski. Actually, I did a jet ski pee. I should I should tell you I peed in the it's like I learned it's a Wait, soccer pee in the jet ski yeah it's actually a soccer pee what and 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 you just and I go along the side and I and I do a little pop out and then I just right right in the little pool thing and then I go and then it all leaves behind but that was pretty awesome jet ski pee okay so Bryce pissed in the jet ski <laughs> <laughs> now Bryce there was a moment when you were parking where uh, you shot the jet ski off and it started to float away. <laughs> You yeah. kind of did a splits between yeah. the dock and the jet ski and ended up in the water. Yes. And then fell off trying to climb back on it. Yeah. Can, yeah. can you can you walk us through that moment? Can you tell us what was going through your head? Yeah, I fell in the lake. And then I was like, stay on the boat, motherfucker! But then I couldn't, and I fell in, and fuck, that was a cold lake. And then I scraped my big toe, and it was bleeding, but not too bad. So I was like, I'll ride this motherfucker again. No doubt. So, yeah, that's it, man. Jet ski special. What a time. I'm going to uh. say there was one moment before we had it. Sorry, we're eating peanut M&M's. Um, where we went, Bryce and I, after we stopped filming some stuff and we were supposed to return them, we let it loose and we just went out all the way across the lake. Yeah. And it was a really beautiful moment. And I felt like all of our listeners were there with us in that moment. So uh, I just want to say thanks. Shout out to you guys. Jet skis for life. Hopefully all of our BCC energy made some water baby topos that will live in Shaver Lake from now on and haunt the residents here. That's our hope. Oh, oh dude, that was a blast. <laughs>
you're shredding the gnar so hard. Uh, I want to wow. like. I want to move in on one of those. I want to wow, live on a jet was, ski, guys. That was the best time ever. Yeah. Remember when Bryce, did, Bryce, you finally got that to ride it, a jet man. ski. It felt good. Yeah. It did feel good. My balls hurt a little bit, but well, it feels good. I like feels when you great. tried to pull that 180 and you went <laughs> flying off into the lake. Uh, oh man! At least God, you didn't this lose lake. The key. This lake is fucking beautiful. <sighs> it's also a little cold still. Very cold. Yes, but very <laughs> surprisingly fun. cold. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed all those audio clips from our jet ski adventure. Oh, and um, remember, you're going to watch some footage of that in the links that we throw up in the show notes. Great. Great. Awesome. Guys, let's get back into it. It's time for Bullshit or Believe It, Jet Ski Edition. Great. All right. I'm going to go down a list of water-related phenomena. Okay. Non. Yep. And then uh, if you're open to it, you're going to say... Believe it. Okay. If you're not open to it, you're going to say bullshit. Great. All right. This Great. is a game I like to call Bullshit or Believe It. Jet Ski Edition. Okay. Bryce, Riley, on your mark, get set, ghost ships. Believe it. Believe it. USOs. Believe, believe it. it. Aquatic Bigfoot. Believe, believe it. it. Water skiing. Believe, believe it. it. Sea serpents. Believe it. Wakeboarding. Believe it. The Loveland Frogman. Believe it. Water is a conduit for high strangeness. Believe it. Parasailing. Believe it. Mermaids. Believe it. Believe it for Bryce. Tubing. Believe it. Believe it. The Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. Oh, yes. Believe it. Bullshit. The Bermuda Triangle. Believe it. That triangle. I mean, believe it. The Finding Nemo submarines at Disneyland. Believe it. Believe it. Atlantis is a lost, uh, lost advanced civilization resting at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, yeah. Believe it. Believe it, sure. Pontoons. Believe, believe it. it. The Leviathan. Mm, bullshit? I don't know It's what a giant is. sea monster that causes maelstroms and sink ships. I just think of like a James Cameron movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds sick, but bullshit? <laughs> Water babies. <laughs> is that like a toy from Bullshit. the 90s? Water babies are Fuck, these water little baby. water spirits that pull you underwater. Oh. Horrifying. Oh, we talked yeah. about it in Oh, yeah, Fan no, X I know. Like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm right, changing of my course. answer. Fan X, I, I believe that. in water babies. Cthulhu. <laughs> Cthulhu. <laughs> the ancient one. Bullshit. You, you, yeah, you can't call bullshit is. on uh, the Leviathan and believe it on Cthulhu. So <laughs> I guess bullshit. Hovercrafts. He's throwing believe. the sloopers, Riley. Believe that. You know I believe that. Yeah. Oh, my G.I. Joe hovercraft was one of my favorite toys ever. Noah's Ark. <coughs> oh, Bullshit. Bullshit. Believe it. The Meg. <laughs> What's the Meg? Oh, dude. The giant. Terrible, a giant, awesome movie. Yeah, but like a giant Megalodon. The giant Megalodon sharks from oh, the Jurassic era no, no, are still no. around. No, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Aquaplanes. Believe, believe it. Believe it. Aquaman. <laughs> no, sure, bullshit. Nessie. <laughs> Believe it. Oh, sure. Believe it. There's an underwater UFO base off the coast of Catalina Island. Bullshit. It's not a base. It's a portal. <laughs> runway? Would runway count? Runway? Like a landing strip. No, I know what everybody sees on their Google Maps, but uh, I'm going to oh, go. Oh, yeah. You're talking about that little kind of like. It's yeah. an underwater yeah. UFO Something's airport. going on out there. I'm going to go believe it. Uh, uh, I've mind. been to Catalina. I didn't see any USOs. They have white buffaloes on Catalina. They do have that. I believe so, that. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to. I don't think there's a base there. I'm going to call bullshit. I almost had them with the white buffaloes. You did. 
Jet skis. Believe, believe it. it. All right. Great job, guys. You survived. <laughs> Bullshit or believe it, the jet ski edition. <sighs> All right, everybody. It's time for this week's story of high strangeness. Gonna take a little sip of water. Yeah, here. I should refill my brewski. Mm-hmm. My fake ass brewski. All right. But it's still a good brewski. Take a brewski break. We'll okay. be right back. Okay. Break. All right, great. Yeah, great. Okay, great. I can this is going great, guys. How long are we in now? Are 35 <laughs> minutes. Okay, that means that we can pad it with a lot of jet ski fun. Yeah. Pad it with that jet ski fun. Because this tri-strange is what, like 20 minutes? Huh? Like 20 minutes on the high strangeness? Oh, yeah, maybe not even that long. Plus, then we got a good five minutes on that really yeah. dorky outro. <laughs> and we'll have a song. Yeah, and the song, and the jet ski sound effects. Great, good. great. Oh, yeah. That, uh, delivered. Signed, sealed, delivered. That wine bottle, buddy? I thought I put it back in the fridge in the door. Oh, great. Now it's time for me to use my ass. Will you cut the part where I say that I've had a half glass of Semillon Blanc because I think I'm drinking and driving on a jet ski? I will cut that. You're doing it, boys. Cheers, huh? How? Let's get one of those in there. Thanks, Riley. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. Likewise, Michael. Cheers. Let's have a cheers. Hold on. Let's get this in my. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, all right. Coming back. Oh, shit. Cheers, oh, cheers boys. Chink. Oh, man. To jet skis Woo. and lifelong friendships. Mm. And for doing podcasts <sighs> long after you want to retire, right, Bryce? Right, Bryce? Right? Right. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. We're yeah. having fun, huh? Making podcasts. I, I always have fun podcasting oh, with you guys. So oh, so you uh, are maybe changing your mind? I didn't say that. No, I said I always have fun podcasting oh. with you guys. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, we we're trying. I mean, jet skis, jet skis are fun too. I get yeah. it. Yeah, we get Sick. it. We get it. Sick. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Tate JSD. was looking pretty good today. Yeah. yeah. Guys, um, I didn't see Tate when we were in the dimension. We're, wait a minute. I, I did. didn't see Tate. You guys saw Tate today. Yeah. Leonis's had... daughter Tate. I saw her. Yeah. Wait, Riley. You did. Wait, Riley saw her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. After she was, I saw her hanging out with Bryce, and then Bryce went up to the cabin, and and then and the, it was the uh, it's like sort of the upside down of the cabin in the jet ski dimension, right? And then, um, well, Tate and I were like just we were just hanging out, just yeah. Like, Wait a minute, Tate's here in our dimension. It's like a it's hard to explain. It's okay. It, well, see, like All I right. got her huh. phone number the last time yeah. Bryce oh. came by, and then we've been we've just been texting um, a little bit. Okay. Just, you know, just as like friends or whatever. Oh, sure, gotcha. yeah. sure, yeah. Because there's a lot of fish in the sea, yeah, so to speak. Okay, well, okay. Well, all right. You guys cool? Yeah, we no, we're yeah. cool. Yeah, everything's fine. It's everything's cool, fine. Right? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's okay. totally cool. Yeah, it's got cool. it. All right, yeah. cool. All right, cool. Well, let's get into this week's story of high strangeness. And I think you'll know why I picked this topic. Okay. Of all the mysterious creatures of the deep, none is more iconic. Or alluring than that of the mermaid. Mermaid! All right. <laughs> a mix and match mistress of the sea, mermaids are depicted as having the upper torso of a human woman and the lower half of a fish. 
In classic iconography, they are often seen holding a mirror and a comb to emphasize their vanity. Is that true? It is very true. Well, if you think about like the Disney Peter Pan cartoon, like those ladies were very narcissistic. They were looking at themselves. Did I ever tell you how my grandma used to say, you're so vain, because I was always looking in the mirror. Maybe I'm like a merman. You're like a merman. It's time to stop looking in the mirror. You're so vain. I love that. That is the best. Shut up, grandma. Get out of here. I'm going to be a star. <laughs> Grandma, I'm the reason they gonna, make mirrors. I'm going to be something someday, and you're going to regret saying that to me. <laughs> Part of the race of the legendary merfolk and the counterpart to mermen, mermaids began capturing the attention of sailors centuries ago. I but have somehow managed to rise from the depths of the collective unconsciousness, infiltrating the mass-marketed imagination of landlubbers everywhere, making them one of the most recognizable and beloved mythical creatures of all time. Prove me wrong. For millennials, this is especially due in part to Disney's massive 1989 hit animated film, The Little Mermaid. Love that film. Once the figment of a pirate's seawater-induced fever dreams, these sirens of the seven seas are are as mainstream as unicorns and leprechauns, inspiring toys, trinkets, breakfast cereals, blockbuster movies, Mm -hmm. Starbucks logos, and other commercial iconography. Yeah. There's definitely a VHS of The Little Mermaid still at the lake house that I grew up in. No. Really? Oh, 100%. This lake house? This lake, this very lake house. Oh, we gotta find it. Should we pop that in tonight? Should we find... Oh, my God. What if we watch The Little Mermaid tonight, and that's our BCC. (laughs) On VHS. That's like the opposite of of burying porn somewhere in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... We should find. We should have a contest so whoever finds the Little Mermaid uh, VHS first, like wins a prize. It's definitely here. Or something. That's I was amazing. also excited because when we were down at the uh, store in town earlier today, they were selling something called Mermaid Slime. Oh yeah, which what's Mermaid Slime? I don't know. Yeah. Why did we not get it though? I, also, I thought you guys did. No, did you guys see the, the 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 packaging? It was a, it was a mermaid and she had a little speech bubble and she was saying. Ooey gooey fun. <laughs> We're buying like, that tomorrow. How did we not fucking walk like, out of the store with that? I thought one of you guys picked uh, it up. I'm, I'm a failure. I'm Ooey a gooey failure. fun. All right. <laughs> like the mar- to your Somebody's point, having a little, a little fun with that marketing there. I don't, hmm. To your point, though, Michael, I think you're so right. So many people miss that shh, the mermaid is up there with fucking legends. Santa Claus. Icon. Yeah. Spider-Man. Batman. Sasquatch. Mermaid. Yeah. mermaid Nessie. Mermaid Boom. is True. top. I would say mermaid is above Nessie. Yeah. yeah. It's like wow. alien gray. Wow. Mer- wow. Yeah. Alien Sasquatch, gray. mermaid. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 a com- it's graduated to, com- it's a money maker. Mm. You make money with mermaids. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't make a lot of money with the Jersey Devil unless no, you're like a town no. of the pie bear. That's so true. You're not making a ton of money off Mothman. Right. I mean, some Mothman's get Mothman's yeah. getting up there, but like I think it's because of the appeal to little kids. Obviously, mm. like mermaids are the um, let's say royalty-free Disney princess. You know what I mean? Uh, Even though there is a Disney princess that is a mermaid, you can slap a mermaid on something and get and and you know. Yeah. Make some money on it. Put a mermaid on it. I don't know. Making a mermaid pot. Why wasn't this the BCC mermaid special? I would say it's something like, you know, I would go beyond that. I would say, you know, Bigfoot is to the forest as the mermaid is to the sea. They represent these dark, unknown places of mystery that are not fully explored. Yes. And people project their 
their fears and monstrosity into and onto these places. And think about it. We are the water planet. So more than more than the woods and the forest and the dark places there, there's the sea and the oceans that claim lives and mystery and deep. Yeah. Also, I think they're. I think they also appeal to dads, mm. mermaids, because their breasts are out. They're kind, they're half naked. <laughs> Let's just find it. There's yeah, an elephant in the room. We're dancing man. around in here. <laughs> sis, dad, sis, sis, three dads the odds, like, love mermaids. Yeah, as That's a young true. boy, like the first pair of breasts you saw were like some mermaid iconography. You uh, know, oh, we're getting like into, everybody's yeah. grandma or great grandma <laughs> had a porcelain mermaid yeah. with like boobs right. in oh, totally. the bathroom. Right. You know what I mean? Right, and you're, you're like unearth the childhood memory. Actually. Oh, and the you're soap like, with like a little yes. shell and a bead. Yes. And you're like, and you're this like, fucking rocks. You're like, wait, and it's sort of I'm like, gonna rub one out. Sort of like a '40s <laughs> pinup girl, and you're like, is this dirty or is this okay? Uh, uh, right, but I mean, that, I guess that's part of that whole like mysterious ocean. It's this the sort of mysterious, dark, moody sexuality. I think yeah. so. You know, it's yeah, like, there's something, absolutely there's something there that's sort of embedded in our subconscious. You know, is it a coincidence that Bigfoot? And mermaids, two of the um, most popular cryptids, are naked. Yeah, and mm. resemble humans. <laughs> right. Mm. I mean, because one could argue that most cryptids are naked. Alien greys are naked. Yeah, yeah. But alien greys don't have genitalia. Yeah, you know, it's funny because you're right. There is like a half and half thing going on there. I would say, you know, this Bigfoot thing seems to be sort of half ape, half man. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that the mermaid is half fish, half. Man or woman, yeah, there's something going on. And there. mermen Ooh. are ripped. Have you guys seen super ripped the Triton animatronic at Disneyland in no. the Little Mermaid ride at Disney's California Adventure? Uh-uh. It's hot oh. as fuck. Oh right, like, he oh is right, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Chris Hemsworth has nothing on that right. Triton. Like Pierce Brosnan should play like a fucking jacked up Titan, right? Like he's, he's a good too- looking older dude. Yeah, but he's not buff enough. Right, not like Titan. No, 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 no. Right, you got to get a real zaddy to play yeah. Triton. Matt, if we look that good when we're like old and gray, with just fucking like titan beards and ripped out that'd be awesome yeah yeah, yeah you're yeah. you're on your way i don't know about the yeah us. we gotta, <laughs> we gotta start taking that, hgh tonight. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> i remember so go back to my friend johnny i remember when we first moved out johnny to, hawk now you johnny know he's hawk. got yeah. a triton torso oh, oh, you no, know most definitely i remember going back to our days of like when we first moved out here we're like Got a, a, ba- a Bally's gym membership, and we're 18. We're like, dude, by the time we're 21, dude, we're going to be so fucking ripped. <laughs> like, that's three years of working out, bro. Well, it turns out, lack of consistency and decades later, we're like, still not there. <laughs> Bryce, you're in better shape than most men I know. I know. It, yeah. it's, it's an illusion. It's all just smoke We, we look closer, and it's, <laughs> we get up close, and you have no abs. It's all makeup. Oh, man. All right. Well, I ask you this, boys. Where does the legend of the mermaid bubble up from? Hmm. And is it possible that they really exist? Well, I'm going to ask you all to take a break from your jet skis, dear Club Scouts. It's time to rehydrate, gather around the fire, and hear the Ballad of the Mermaid. Great. Fish people can be traced back. <laughs> I was, I mean, <laughs> what a transition. That's a spit, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Are we talking about fish people or, or mermaids? What's going on here? Well, people who are combined with fish people. Right? I don't think that's the verbiage, Michael. No, it is. Listen to this. <laughs> fish people can be traced back to ancient Mesopotamia. Oh. 
Early depictions of half-woman, half-fish entities can be traced back to the ancient Syrian goddess Adargadis, a fertility goddess also known as the Great Mistress of the Northern Lands, whose governing duties also included protecting her people and forbidding them to eat fish. The ancient Babylonians worshipped a mer-god known as Ea, whom, among other stories, was the god of ritual purification. Ea's offspring was known as Kululu, a monster who had the upper torso of a man and the lower torso of a fish. Now, we're talking 5,000 years ago, all right? Right, wow. The Sumerians knew him, uh, knew Ea as Enki, Mm. kind of like the way that, you know, Jupiter is, Jupiter is Jupiter in, um, in, in Greek Roman mythology, mythology oh, but sure. he's Zeus in Greek mythology. Gotcha, so some gotcha. of these gods got passed around in ancient Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. So the Sumerians knew Ea as Enki, the god of water and creator of humankind. Uh, and those humans were bred to be slaves for the gods. Enki was one of the Anunnaki, mm. who had been the subject who have been the subject of a number of ancient alien theories that propose that this race of gods were actually extraterrestrials who jump-started human civilization in order to mine precious gold. Right. In classical Greek mythology, mermaids were related to sirens, predatory female creatures who would lure sailors to their doom by singing beautiful songs on rocky shores. Yeah, Homer's Odyssey, right? That's right. Riley, you're sort of like a modern siren. In classical Greece, sirens were originally more like harpies, half woman, half bird. But during medieval times, they gradually became more fish-like, bearing the resemblance to what we'd call a mermaid today. Strong point. Strong point. Thank you, baby. Very strong. So right off the bat, we have a connection between mermaids, gods, and aliens straight off the bat. Yep. Yep. In folklore from Great Britain, the mermaid is seen as a bad omen, telling sailors that they will never see the land again. The famous 19th century pirate Blackbeard wrote of mermaids and commanded his crew to stay the hell away from them should they see them swimming around in the waters. According to those stories, mermaids were not limited to oceans, but sometimes traveled up rivers into freshwater lakes to interact with villagers and adventurers further inland. In Japan, there are legends of the Ningyo, a fish with a human face, non-gender specific, that could be categorized as one of the yokai, a Japanese supernatural spirit, sort of like what we Westerners would consider an elf Mm -hmm. or a demon. In West, Central, and Southern Africa... There is the Mammy Water, or Mother of Water, yeah. a diabolical fish woman who lures men to their deaths. Look, here Hot. we go again. This is very much like the Sasquatch phenomenon. You're getting, you know, people all over this globe reporting sort of their own version mm-hmm. of what they're experiencing, whether it's Sasquatch or these aquatic fish people. You're right, Bryce. The list goes on and mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. All over the world, four centuries, we find stories and legends of merfolk. But are they just fairy tales? Surely no one has actually claimed to have witnessed mermaids, right? According to ancient Roman naturalist and philosopher Pliny the Elder, mermaids were often seen off the coast of Gaul. 
and their bodies were regularly seen washed up on shore. So much so that the governor of Gaul wrote a letter to Emperor, of, uh, to Emperor Augustus about all of the dead mermaid bodies that were lying around their beaches. <laughs> That's amazing. On January 9th, ni- uh, 1493, Christopher Columbus. What? I mean, not 1493, oh. but... yeah. You're an old dude. Christopher Columbus wrote that he and his crew saw three mermaids while sailing through the area today known as the Dominican Republic. Columbus, upon viewing the entities, stated that they were, quote, not half as beautiful as they are painted, end quote. What? What does that mean? They weren't hot. He didn't see any hot mermaids. Historians today generally accept that what he was really looking at were manatees. Right. Which I might argue are much cuter than mermaids. <laughs> like those blubbery fish aren't hot, <laughs> but they're fucking cute. <laughs> manatees do frolic in shallow waters and mangroves, so steering a boat toward them could result in a shipwreck, or at the very least, a watercraft being grounded. So, in that sense, these quote unquote mermaids do actually lure sailors to certain doom, or at the very least, a massive inconvenience, which, to be fair, if leaving one stranded hundreds of years ago, could result in a life-or-death game of survival. Columbus wasn't the only explorer who claimed to have encountered mermaids. Henry Hudson, our old buddy, who collected tales of mysterious little people and strange lights in the Catskill Mountain Range, also claimed to have encountered uh, a mermaid. Mm. Two of his crew members, Thomas Hills and Robert Rayner, were lucky. Were the lucky eyewitnesses. In a journal from 1608, Hudson logged this. This morning, one of our company looking overboard saw a mermaid, and calling up some of the company to see her, one more came up, and by that time she was come close to the ships, looking earnestly at the men. A little after, the sea came and overturned her, From the navel upwards, her back and breasts were like a woman's, as they say that saw her, but her body as big as one of us. Her skin was very white, and long hair hanging down behind, of color black. In her going down, they saw her tail, which was like the tail of a porpoise, and speckled like a mackerel. Another manatee? Manatees do have mammary glands, but they are located beneath their flippers. Kind of hard to mistake those for breasts. <laughs> Depends on how long you've been at sea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there be breasts Thar. under there, boys. That we only need find them. There be boobies. <laughs> Bring that blubbering manatee ashore. Just We're going old, to look for its breasts. Just an old pirate. Who instead of drawing sea monsters around the map is just drawing boobies breaking out of the waves. Well, it seems like merfolk enjoy frolicking in the chilly waters of the Atlantic. Here's an account brought to my attention this very morning by my sister, who had no idea that we were prepping a story about mermaids, by the way. Shout out to my sister, Sarah. Uh, while Bryce and I were driving up to Shaver Lake to record this episode, she sent me a story about the Merman of Maine. Cool. Mm. Okay, so this Merman account comes from an English nobleman and a sailor who was a voyager, um, a man named John Jocelyn. And in his 1674 book, An Account of Two Voyages to New England, Mr. Jocelyn wrote the following. 
One Mr. Mitten related of a triton or merman which he saw in Casco Bay. This gentleman was a great fowler and used to go out with a small boat or canoe and fetching a compass about a small island, there being many small islands in the bay, for the advantage of a shot was encountered with a triton who, laying his hands upon the side of the canoe, had one of them chopped off with a hatchet by Mr. Mitten, which was in all respects like the head of a man. The triton presently sunk, dyeing the water with his purple blood, and was no more seen. So according to this story, there's some weird uh, merman swimming around a bay in Maine who crawled up into this <laughs> this fisherman's boat wow. with human-like hands, hissed at him, was bald, he chopped his hand off, and he bled purple blood. That is a crazy story. Wait, what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell you. Also, who's boating with a hatchet? I mean, <laughs> I will be oh, no. tomorrow. I mean, today, Good I call, mean, Riley. we Good should call. have had... We should have had hatchets on the jet skis. We should have had hatchets on the jet skis. <laughs> Just Thankfully, we didn't encounter any purple-blooded mermaid. Who knew? Yeah. Well, if you don't want to take some lonely sailor's words for it, how about a few hundred eyewitnesses? Go on. Supposedly, a mass mermaid sighting took place in the late 1800s in the Orkney Islands off the north coast of Scotland. This entity, known as the Deerness Mermaid, appeared regularly in the waters of Newark Bay in Deerness. Though she kept a safe distance from from shore, she expo- she exposed herself to hundreds of eyewitnesses over the course of a few summers, beginning in 1890. Mm. This creature was described as being about six to seven feet in length, with a little black head, with neck, a snow-white body, and two arms, and in swimming, it just appears like a human being. At times, it will appear to be sighting on a, on a sunken rock and will wave and work its hands. Right. So, a black-headed, black-necked, snow-white-bodied, two-armed, human-looking person who would sit on the rocks and wave at people on the shore. Yeah. Hmm. The Orkney Islands are apparently a mermaid hotspot. Another island, Hoy, gives name to another mermaid, the Hoy Sea Woman. This creature was encountered by lobster fishermen in 1913 and reported in in the Orcadian newspaper on September 19, 1913. Ralph Taylor and crew, when visiting their lobster creels the other day, saw a strange creature which looked like a mermaid close by the foot of the old man. It rose out of the water to the height of three feet and looked like a lady with a shawl round her shoulders and streaming down her face. This is the third occasion it has been seen at close range by them. The oldest people have never seen anything like it before and wonder what it can be. Some think it must be the Dearness Mermaid on tour. So possibly the Hoy Sea Woman is the Dearness Mermaid returned. That's, yeah, that's a creepy image of something that looks like a shawl around her head and shoulders. I'm thinking seaweed? Yeah. yeah. Kelp? Right. Yeah. That's or cool. like the grown-out hair. Gr- like oh, the fucking ring. Like the ring. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's where my mind went That's cool. Super yeah. creepy, right? Yeah. I do remember, like, a, so I don't know, like, a lot of, like, mermaid lore or stories, but I do sort of remember about that repeating mermaid that would come to the same rock every summer. I remember catching wind of a story Yeah, like it that. happened for, like, they said a few summers, so, like, I, I'm guessing two or three and then it just disappeared right. and never came back wild 
So let's jump ahead to 1998 when a master diver named Jeff Leicher claimed to have captured a photograph of the Kauai Point Mermaid, an entity that had been fabled to swim in the shores off Hawaii's Big Island. Oh. According to Leicher, he and nine other eyewitnesses saw the mermaid 20 minutes off the coast of Kauai while swimming with a pod of dolphins. (laughs) Quote, I'd heard about her before. Most of us who are out in these waters regularly have heard stories, but I've never seen her until that morning. We were on our way out to the point when a school of dolphins started following the boat, playing in our wake. Suddenly, one of the men on the port side starts yelling and pointing. I couldn't believe what I saw. There, not ten feet from the boat, was what looked like a nude woman. She had long, flowing hair and one of the most beautiful faces I've ever seen. But there's no way a human being could be swimming so fast. I mean, she was keeping right up with the dolphins. Then she leapt into the air and my heart almost gave out on me. The entire lower half of her was covered with scales and tapered back into a huge fishtail. She jumped once more, then disappeared under the surface. About an hour later, we arrived at the point and we were diving. I was photographing some colorful fish with my underwater camera. Suddenly, I felt something brush against my right leg. She shot by me like a streak of lightning, then turned and came back past me, swimming the other way. I just aimed the camera and started snapping pictures. I kept shooting as she broke for the surface and swam away. I feel very lucky that I'm the one to finally prove to the world what people here have known for a half a century. The Kauai Point Mermaid is real. So I'm going to include this photograph, in, of course, in the BCC Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club. Um, you guys are looking at this picture. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I mean, yeah, it's almost too good to be true. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's like, I'm super lucky to be the dude on <laughs> the soul. Taking the that credit. Mermaid, real Riley quick. taking the wind out of my mermaid sail. <laughs> also, no, like, totally you right. Know, she's really hot. She swam by. She brushed by my leg. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah that was pretty cool. Whatever. But, Columbus said they weren't that hot, but, but like, apparently he was there wrong. were nine right. other people that right. corroborated the story. No, I know. I mean, yeah. I know. They were out that's, on a, on a tour yeah. boat. It was like Jack tour boats or something. They were out there swimming, go, go swim with dolphins. Well, yeah. And apparently they said, yeah, they saw this thing i mean yeah i am i am joking around to a degree no um, but i i but honestly though no, i think point, you should yeah. yeah because anytime i forgot you're right about that though multiple witnesses plus yeah. you're putting your reputation on the line as a master yeah, diver a going master public diver. Yeah. going public with that takes balls you're either Absolutely. going public as as like something you have to get off your chest that that's the truth or you're a fucking hoaxer and right. yep. and you're gonna come out like that i mean because this photo is also just a silhouette this could be easily could be a woman anything. in a costume yeah it's like well, a, a mermaid costume if there was there's nothing definitive about this photograph no. yeah Nope. It like looks like it's like from a T-shirt in the '90s. Yeah, it's very clip arty. Yeah, perfectly silhouetted, and it lacks mm-hmm. breasts. <laughs> 
If he'd only gotten that other kind of side angle. We're the mermaid boobies. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're boys in a cabin. Yeah, boys you know. in a cabin talking about boobies. Mermaid boobie time. Sawi. Three cis straight men talking boobies in a cabin on the lake during jet ski specials. Uh, we're just all starting to get out again. This is good. I like that. You really are like a salty sailor at heart, aren't you? <laughs> Definitely. It's been many weeks at sea. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Let's see them. In 2009, multiple eyewitnesses again claimed to see a young mermaid in the town of Kiryat Yam in Israel performing tricks in the sea at sunset. Now, this might be what you were remembering as well, because this is sort of an echo of that story of the Dearness Mermaid. The sightings caused such a stir that a $1 million reward was offered by the local government for proof of her existence. This is what I remember. ABC News out of Jerusalem reported on August 12, 2009, I'm going to quote from the article, According to numerous eyewitnesses, the mythical sea creature looks like a cross between a little girl and a dolphin and only comes out at sunset. People are telling us that they are sure they have seen the mermaid and they are all independent of each other, said Nazi Zipperman. Uh, a local council spokesman. In another report from Live Science, uh, no longer quoting the story, uh, in another report from Live Science, one eyewitness named Shlomo Cohen claimed, I was with friends when suddenly we saw a woman laying on the sand in a weird way. At first I thought she was just another sunbather, but when we approached, she jumped into the water and disappeared. We were all in shock because... We saw she had a tail. Do you think that she like flopped down the beach <laughs> oh, like a, we can only a hope. seal? Yeah. We can only hope. And also, how is she lying in a weird way? I well, like a break dancer when they don't use their legs. Right. Like break, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm, the maybe weird because the fin was like wrapped so far back. Uh, it would yeah. look like a weird leg position. My big takeaway from this is one million dollars for proof of mermaids is government spending. I can get behind. Fuck Great. Yeah, yeah. Right. Totally. Well, Earmark it, that shit. Right. A million dollar yeah. per cryptid. Yes. Yeah. That's my yeah. That, that's Come Bryce on. Johnson's presidential platform. <laughs> Let's get One a million per cryptid. Let's do away with the lottery and just start doing like cryptid rewards. Yeah. yeah. You I know, like that. I want to cryptid bounties. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, then uh, that would lead to monster posses, and we know oh, yeah, we what know a problem monster posses are. <laughs> so, if these witnesses are to be believed, then perhaps mermaids are more than just myth. Bryce, we've given you flack over the years for your belief in these creatures, mm-hmm. yeah. but I might owe you an apology. Oh. Maybe there is something to this phenomenon after all. Okay. I was certainly surprised to find more eyewitness stories about mermaids than I ever thought to expect, and I didn't include all of them in this story I should mention. I should have learned from the dogman never to make fun of these entities as outlandish no. and as fantastical as they may seem. Or maybe I'm being seduced by the siren song and the ballad of the mermaid is leading me toward certain doom and I'll soon find myself shipwrecked on the shores of I don't know what the fuck to believe island for the rest of my life. And that's the ballad of the mermaid. Nice. I mean, it, it is interesting now that you've kind of gone through this to, to think about how deeply rooted in history this cryptid is. Yeah, it's... It's crazy. It and I honestly thought that you know it was going to be like the uh, when we did Santa Claus with Betsy Sidaro, where we'd like 
pull up some stories of people being like, I think I saw a mermaid. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a cool story. But I didn't know there were all these mass mermaid sightings mm-hmm. for throughout the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just wild. It's wild that there are these, like, I thought they were just way more mythological than, I didn't know there were, like, actual stories of high strangers supporting them. I'll right. put it like this. If you don't have a problem saying believe it to Bigfoot on just eyewitness testimonial and sort of circumstantial evidence, then the same should be held true for for mermaids, man. You know, we don't have a body on the table of Bigfoot in the science labs, you know, but yet people still, you know, believe in Bigfoot. I think I think we're starting to learn that mermaids are the same thing, man. There's a lot of deep lore there. Mermaids are the same Maybe. things as Bigfoot. <laughs> Both of no, them I'm getting have off. pendulous the, the, breasts. <laughs> Wait, mermaids and and Sasquatch is 22, 2022's ultimate power couple. Well, is what I'm, we're getting at. Here. I guess what I'm saying. I know. What you're, is, I know exactly what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem believing in mermaids because um, it's still such a mystery, right? Like, are, do I believe? And I was thinking about this. Do I believe in like like a mermaid society, like in the movie Splash, that live underneath the sea? And there's mermen and merwomen, and they have the mer- lost lun- city of Atlantis. Yeah, and they have mer lunches. Right. No, I don't. Do I believe in this? In this archetypal, possibly physical manifestation of like a sea creature that's anthropomorphized into like half human. And we are projecting our our fears of the unknown, which is a sailor's death in the deep blue sea. And and we anthropomorphize it and give it a human form. So you're talking Tulpa. Yeah, there. It, 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 yes. Are you talking strange, Tulpa to me, Bryce? In a strange way, yes. But this, and you know, I, I'm still working with a lot of these theories on what Bigfoot is, what mermaids are. But I do believe when you ask me if I believe in the mermaid, I say yes because some type of phenomenon is taking place more than just misidentification of manatees, right? Or or hoaxing, or there's a story there. And like you said, it's 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 rooted and it's deep and it goes back, you know, hundreds if not thousands of years. So right. I don't know what it is, but there's some. Thing to the mermaid phenomenon. Well, and if you look at it from like kind of an historical context, it's like the ocean was sort of the original space. Fuck yes, know? yes. Because it's like we humans were branching out from land and trying to cross this. That's like exactly right. Very terrifying void. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, so like, so mermaids in a lot of ways are kind of the original aliens. Yes, yes. Where they they represent this sort of like deep the other yeah the other the 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 frightening sort of creature from the unknown yeah well and when you have an unknown what do you do with it to deal with it you have to give it a visage a personality type an archetype you have to represent it so and i think so many sailors and explorers have done that with the mermaid and and woodsmen and people that are entering the dark woods have done it with bigfoot you know Mm -hmm. we give life to those things right yeah i guess like i always kind of laughed off mermaids because the physiology of the animal is so drastic. Like yeah. to me, Bigfoot, I can wrap my brain around because it just seems like it could be a branch of hominid totally. or, right. or right. primate. Right. Right. So even people who We don't have a fish ancestral tree. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, but I mean if we call Bigfoot the missing link and like we also think that life originated in the sea. There you go. Well the also so yeah. in, in my yeah. research and I didn't include a lot of this stuff and I'm gonna paraphrase it, but there were like Theories that were coming out, I think, in the 70s about the aquatic ape theory, where some anthropologists proposed this idea that, like, certain sapien species, like our ancestors, like, 
fled from the forest from predators or competitive species and started hanging out oh, down by the water right. and became sort of an aquatic ape. Like Let's do that. They got webbed hands and web stuff and that our ancestors are really, the, our dominant species that we, we um, descended from were the aquatic apes. Great. Um, which counts for I like put my money on that table. Yeah, I, I don't like know. That. So that's been, yeah. but um, I want to be an aquatic ape. That like a I want to be life. an aquatic ape. Um, well, I'm in a little sing songy mood. You are. Jet go, man. Skis today. Mermaids, way to go. Love well, them. you know, I don't know. There was one more thing I wanted to say, but I can't remember what it was anymore. Does that have anything to do with jet skis? Guys, let's get back on those jet skis. <laughs> let's get back on the jet skis, oh, yes, man. Please. I need another spin at that baby. Well, I think we're nearing the end of this special. Yeah. But what would a BC summer be without a brand new song to go along with it? That's right. What? Everybody, I'd like to introduce to you the hottest new track from Club Bryce called Aquakinetic. You all ready for this to drop? This is a song that is all about control of the water with your mind and using this mind control to reach deeper levels of high strangeness i can't be mad at that <laughs> hold on let me just use some throat spray i'm ready are you aquakinetic it's summer 2022. Club Bryce has reopened. And you might find that things are a whole lot wetter. There's telekinetic. There's pyrokinetic. Now, we're about to get aquakinetic. Yeah, you heard that right, son. Aquakinetic.
Aquakinetic, 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 Aquakinetic. You can control water, you can control high strangeness. That's how the game is played, son. I render you these last words. Of all the mysterious creatures of the sea, none is more iconic, or alluring, or wet than that of the mermaid. is satisfied hello my righteous dudes neonis thank you for finally making the bcc jet ski special <laughs> sorry got a little water in my lungs i am so satisfied bros the bcc as far as i'm concerned can continue for years to come bryce bryce you're like a son to me now, bro. You are welcome to keep podcasting, or you can come marry my daughter, Tate. Oh, I'll come, Neonis, but I ain't gonna marry. Ew. Gross. Um, again, though, I, I think maybe we should like hear from her. You know what, Neonis? I've been thinking about it, and I learned today that I don't have to live in the jet ski dimension to have fun. I can bring the JSD to us, you guys! There's no way I'm giving up on the BCC. Let's keep this party going. Yay! And to celebrate, guys, let's make summer 2022 BCC jet ski summer. So we're saying ditch wet hot alien summer and go with a new theme? Yeah. I love it. We can celebrate the power of friendship and jet skis all summer long with stories of high strangeness that are connected to water. Works. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Love it. Let's do it. Let's do that. Righteous! Well, then I guess this is just the beginning of the BCC Jet Ski Summer. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thank you, boys. Until next week, good night. I don't want to say it, man. It's been too much fun. I don't, I don't want it to end. I don't either. You're right. This was the best day ever. Best day ever! Now I've had the time of my life No, I've never felt like this before Yes, I swear it's the truth And I owe it all to you Cause I 
right? Yeah. Yeah, guys. This feels right. Yeah, it does. Been waiting for so long. Now I finally found someone to stand by me. Dead. We saw the writing on the wall as we felt this magic of fantasy. Now with passion in our eyes, there's no way we could disguise it secretly. So we take each other's hand. Cause we seem to understand the urgency Just remember You're the one thing I can't get enough of So I tell you something This could be love Because I've had the time of my Yes, I swear, it's the truth, and I'm going out to you. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and have a great kick-ass jet ski summer. Until next week, good night, and And go get regressed. Uh. Right on my brain. Come on, 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 Club is produced by Riley Bray and Michael McMillan and scored and engineered by Riley Bray. Our theme song, Come Alone, is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Do us a favor and support the show and unlock three bonus episodes every month by becoming a member of our Patreon, BCC The Other Side, which can be found at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their case has had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. 
Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.